Well, hey guys, welcome back to Open to Truth. This is part two of our conversation on the book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. So if you missed part one, you'll want to go back and either watch or listen to that, uh, because this is just going to pick up right in the middle of a conversation. And so if you didn't hear the previous one, you'll be left blindsided. You are welcome to try to figure it out as you go, but it'll probably make more sense if you go listen to the previous episode. Anyway, here's the second half of our conversation on the book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Maybe we can shift here to um, mm. the the what he says is the foundational one that he would recommend people start with is none of that stuff. It's going to be too hard. You won't be able to do it. Mm. You're so basically broken and diseased from like, your addiction. We're trying to form new habits, right? That this... like that's why I don't think we start with carve out space okay. because you're immediately going to feel all of that angst mm. and you'll just fail. I felt it just imagining doing it. Yeah, yeah. So he says start with Sabbath. Yeah, the practice of Sabbath. Now that might be new for some of you. I don't know. Um, ancient practice, one of the Ten Commandments: remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's um, it's one of the only commandments that's given different rationales in the different presentations. Uh, when it's first given to Moses on Mount Sinai, it. Um, it says, remember the Sabbath, keep it holy, and it's tied to the seven days of creation. Right, this is what God did. Mm-hmm. He rested, he rested so you should too. Day. Yep. And then I believe in the, the next rendition in Deuteronomy, it's tied back to remember uh, the Exodus and to thank, oh. thank God for how he's um, delivered you. Mm-hmm. So kind of interesting, different yeah. rationales for why to do it. Basically, the idea of Sabbath uh, just means to stop or to cease uh, Shabbat, it's a practice mm-hmm. from Judaism. Uh, it can also sometimes mean to celebrate. So that's what we've done in our family. Uh, I've tried to do some training with the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, we call it family night. Uh, I've tried to teach, teach them the word Sabbath. Um, they're, they're getting there. Uh, but we call it family night. And I, uh, back when we were f- uh, full go on it, I had the, these two candles that w- yeah. I would have them light. Uh, but we still do the the two words. So what are our two words? Cease and celebrate. Um, That's good, man. And I have them repeat, um, like we're going to focus on what we're thankful for, thankful for what matters most, which is family. Mm-hmm. Um, usually have them say something about what they're thankful for. And then it's a time of, it's unadulterated family time. Mm-hmm. So like when we're doing it best, here's what it looks like. Uh, dad is not doing any work or productive activity. Um, that's part of, that's part of my Sabbath. I am, it's putting an artificial stop sign on life because mm-hmm. you could just keep going seven days a week. Every day is the same. Here is something, here's a, a big pause button mm-hmm. on trying to accomplish things, accomplish things. And this is, uh, not just strictly things for your employer, but other work as well like when you say um ceasing yep it's a friday here we are producing right now literally right mm-hmm. now we're producing something i have not st- begun my shabbat sabbath hasn't started yet for me we so we do f- uh friday evening to saturday evening yeah okay all right continue sorry no but no keep so, going with your well it's just um what does it mean to work and produce yeah i'm just curious like what do you take a break from and just thinking through my own life, there's some things that I'm doing because someone else has asked me to do it. And I'm obligated. I have a job, you know, I need to do it. Other things, it's a passion project. It's something I'm interested in. It is important to me <clears throat> in some way. Mm-hmm. 
should I do that on my Sabbath? Or But it does take energy and it does take time away from family. Like I'm thinking a podcast like this or making yeah, yeah. music or something. Um, so on Sabbath, do I say, no, I'm not going to do any output on Sabbath. So what I so when I was reading with, with the interns, that's, I mean, that's a question anyone would have really yeah. about it. And they were asking me about that. Here's how I phrase it is you just have to do your own mental assessment, reflect, is what I'm, do I feel like I have to do what I'm about to do? Mm. And if it is, then if you feel that way, then do not do that thing. Yeah. Um, so so uh, I'll hear our pastor Dave talk about uh, doing his mowing and yeah. yard work. So in his mind, he really does view that as relaxation. Mm-hmm. He likes to do he it. He likes to tend his lawn. I don't. Oh, I've, I've noticed in myself, it can really go either way. Sometimes I really do enjoy like, oh, particularly when it's really sunny out yeah, or yeah. something like that. It's a nice I, day. And- I might really want to, but if I'm, if I'm finding myself like, oh man, I really need to mow the lawn. Nope. Not doing Don't it. Do, find some other time. To, that's what the week's for. That's not what Sabbath's for. Mm. Um, so just having like your honesty with yourself. And you don't, you don't then have like a little guilt that follows in. Cause I could imagine. I've probably abused my time somewhere else in the week that I've left it. I didn't prepare for Sabbath. Well, I see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, folks often talk about a pre Sabbath day. So preparing to have your Sabbath, make sure you get all your stuff done. That's fair enough. So like for Sarah, that would mean like, I want to make sure the laundry's done and the dishes. Cause I'll, then I'll feel annoyed on my Sabbath. If I that know there's it's undone. crap sitting there that needs to be done. I want to be kind of completely done for at least one day. Yeah. Clean the house yeah. and enter the Sabbath with all of that. So you can finally just relax. Yeah. Um, when I'm doing it best, it would mean Sarah and I putting our phones in the cabinet during mm-hmm. it so that we're not. I mean, it's part of like, what are we training our, what are our, our kids are. Dude, I'm frightened. Learning so much about how to live their lives I by know. watching us. I know. I know. That's what scares me about my relationship with my phone. I don't want him to see me scrolling. He's mm-hmm. only 11 weeks. So I'm like, I don't want him to see me <laughs> scrolling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. So you guys, what you what you hang out, visit, play board games, watch movies, just enjoy each other's company. It looks different during the different seasons. Yeah. Uh, so during the fall and spring, uh, there will almost always be a family hike of oh, sorts. Okay, yeah, sure. Uh, most Friday nights will be a movie. Yep. Um, and can I just or can we just mm-hmm. notice here that that everything you just described doesn't scream spiritual? Um, mm-hmm. You know going for a hike with the family or watching a movie with the kid playing a board game doesn't scream spiritual but i think the point is that it is this this sort of thing does form you and it forms them like it's all spiritual the Mm -hmm. the way you're living your life is how you are living out your relationship with god yeah they're the same or or there have been plenty of family nights where we've had friends over like that yeah you guys and the hughes have come over yep uh, and we've done games and chat on the back deck like to me that that's a great Sabbath. That's yeah. what that's for. Yeah, yeah. Um, it'll often involve like more decadence. So oh. we'll either eat out that night yeah. or like buy nicer stuff from the grocery store. Um, they talk about it like, the you know, the feeling well, we're approaching Christmas season. Mm-hmm. And I think most of us have had this feeling like on the actual day, like Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, there's kind of this texture, this atmosphere in the air that it's there's something special going on and kind of hearth and home and mm-hmm. warmness. I mean, I'm 
sorry to those of you that <laughs> through life's tragedy ha- do not oh, have yeah. like sad Christmases. But yeah, I mean, you can. I think even you can recognize that that's a common experience. Mm-hmm. And so they would say, have that for that's what your Sabbath should feel. You should like. have a feel. Feels like Sabbath. You should look forward to it. Uh, th- this is the best day of your week, hands down. It's really making a ritual out of Nothing it. Nothing comes close to it. Um, it's the pinnacle. And so from it's from that place of, man, we really rested. Then you feel the energy to go about in your week. Can I ask you, uh, how do you balance your idea of rested? I can imagine hanging out with four kids mm-hmm. as much as it might be enjoyable might not rest might not be the word you use to describe that yeah. at the end of a sabbath you've been in dad mode rah rah family let's go hike and do this and do that have you rested uh or does rest for you mean you get alone and you, you need some you time just by yourself mm-hmm. uh and then what does that mean for your spouse and i'm just curious how that plays out as yeah. far as how much are you thinking about what's Clinton getting out of this? Like, am I feeling recharged or is it like I'm doing this as a service for my kids? I don't know. Can you speak a little bit to that? Sure. Sure. Uh, I think once you have kids, now your, uh, your mission statement for Sabbath changes to you are now called, it's a family day. It's family Sabbath. Yeah. This is Sabbath for the household and not just for you. Mm -hmm. Um, now that doesn't mean that you're, you and your spouse can't work together to have part of that 24 hours mm-hmm. uh, be solely something that you, you just want to go do this. So, I mean, Sarah often doesn't do this, but I encourage her, like, go go out and on the town and like, like, do something. I'll or take go care out for kids. coffee. Go get coffee, yeah. Or take a big bath or mm-hmm. something. And Yep. So that's a standing so try to offer make space. from me. Yeah. Or for me. Now, see, I can do better about this. Like, I don't think this is the best use of time all the time, but... Uh, I do enjoy like kind of getting away into my basement no. uh, and, and playing some games. You like that? Oh, okay. Mm. Um, and so then, you know, Sarah is creating space to allow me to mm-hmm. do that. Just kind of working together. Yep. Um, Eugene Peterson has this phrase, a bastard Sabbath, yeah. which is where uh, really you just treated it as a day off. It was a time where you got caught up on all your chores or something that wasn't done during the week. Like now you just have the spare time to get things done. Mm-hmm. Uh, even things that I really enjoy, like reading, I have to be careful not to do on the Sabbath. It depends. Am I doing it? And you're it doing be- a little check yep. in- internally. Am I, and I'm, I don't want this to come across like I have, I'm perfect. No, you know, but no, no. <clears throat> I have to just check because uh, I can get in this mode of like I have this reading list to get through. Yeah. And I've ha- I have a bunch on my list. Like I really want to get this done. But what for? Like, just anyway. Yeah, I know. So I, I, have to, I have to check. Am I doing this because I want to check it off the list, mm-hmm. or I really want to sit down and enjoy this book? Yeah. And if it's the if it's the enjoy, then I do it. If it's the task orientation, then no. I like that as a filter. Mm-hmm. That's what you used for the lawn too. Just like, do I want to do this? And this is where do like I the, have to do this. This is where the Pharisees got it wrong. That's mm-hmm. why Jesus was rousing on them because mm-hmm. they were more like act based, yeah. rather than task oriented. Yeah. Are you doing it because you're trying to produce and further your life goals in some way like that? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the letter versus the spirit. Mm-hmm. 
So he would say start with Sabbath. That that's going to be the artificial stop sign on your week. Um, and from that place, now you can begin to you'll have like kind of the the headspace and the posture to be able to step into things like slowing down and silence and solitude because your life isn't a constant go go go. Mm-hmm. You've put this in place. Mm-hmm. That's good. Okay, that's good. Good yeah. starting point. Um, shoot, I forgot how I was going to get there. I want to ask about what other spiritual disciplines, though. So. Yeah, maybe we can address some of the typical ones and why. So, like Bible reading. Yeah. Classic advice from Christians. Grow spiritually, read your Bible. This is what you would expect. Eliminate hurry. Make some more space in your schedule so you have time to read the Bible. That's what I would expect him to say. Yeah. I, I mean, in my three years of ministry so far, I've rarely suggested that someone read the Bible for spiritual growth. That's so fascinating. Or at least I would ask what, I would want more detail on what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Like, what do, what do you mean by that? Do you mean studying the Bible yeah. as a text to learn data from about your faith mm-hmm. and just to know more about what the biblical author is saying? Because that's not growing spiritually hardly at all. Mm. That's just learning more information, which yep. can be cool and yep. can help you in your leadership and but not necessarily forming you. No, no. I mean, I think you're formed while you're doing anything. Yeah. But it's not obvious that that translates into spiritual growth in the way that some of these other things do. Mm-hmm. I think you can do include Bible reading on your Sabbath or your your quiet times mm-hmm. with God in ways that are beneficial. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's different practices like Lexio Divina. Different ways of reading. Yeah. yeah putting yourself into the story of scripture and ima- like imaginative prayer mm-hmm. uh, in those spaces. Um, contemplative prayer, like finding a, a certain passage of scripture and kind of just ruminating on it mm-hmm. and, and dwelling on it. Um, yeah. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Depends how it's being used. Again, is it, are, are you doing it for a task orientation? Like I need to Bible reading plan kind of upsets me sometimes. Yeah. When, when it's being done as like, this is my time for spiritual growth. Yeah. Okay. It's time just, to grow spiritually. And it's not a bad start. I'm not, I'm not it's just anemic. It's not very robust. Um, it's not necessarily like you opening up your soul and finding Shalom. Yeah. Okay. So that, what you just described, opening up your soul and finding shalom. Pretty abstract. Tell me if this is what you mean or if I'm picking up what you're putting down. Rather than encouragement to look at your calendar, take out, give yourself 20% more margin and then fill it with spiritual activity like Bible reading and praying and stuff. The suggestion is more um, construct a lifestyle that has some more breathing room in it and see what that does to your soul. Is that right? That that just this different pace of living would produce something spiritually or will, will form me spiritually in some way? Or am I trying to replace, no, don't scroll your phone. Instead, pray for 30 minutes or something. Or is it more like, no, as you just create, as you move through life a little more slowly and a little more intentionally, mm-hmm. you, uh, I don't know what, you, you will grow spiritually as you do all of that without um, specific spiritual tasks that you're replacing your bad behaviors with. 
Do you get what I'm asking? I guess so. I mean, it depends what we mean by spiritual activities. Mm. I mean, I don't know. I think it's a relatively common thing for dads, but I mean, spending time. Kids spell love T I M E. Mm. They want to. They want to spend time with you, and it's not just a matter of you telling them you love them before bed or like. Mm-hmm. So when you start to declutter your life, like for looking at the simplicity, mm-hmm. spiritual discipline, uh, you just find that there's more margin to go spend time with them or to take your wife on a date night or yeah. just to sit down and talk face to face. Which or, again, I guess what I'm getting at or what I want to highlight is that those don't immediately scream spiritual activity a lot of the time. Sure. That's like, you know, that's not what we think about saints doing. Uh saints mm-hmm. go off somewhere alone and pray for hours by themselves but that's not necessarily what he's suggesting it's like i think that's that should be part of your like i don't know if you're doing a another metaphor sometimes people do is uh like working out where no one's asking you to just do bicep curls yeah there's a lot of different exercises or disciplines to grow physically yeah well there's a lot to do to grow spiritually one of them i do think is silence and solitude mm-hmm uh, like praying for hours. I don't know about like out loud asking for things prayer. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of past that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but, or I just don't find it super helpful for me. Yeah. But yeah, like if you were to spend 30 minutes every morning in silence at yeah. like a, a sanctuary place in your house mm-hmm. or outside, that'd be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Just no one does that. <laughs> yeah. You know? um, but I, to me, that's that's just as much valuable as carving out space to have a conversation with your spouse face to face where you're not doing, you're sitting there at the table. Yeah. You don't have a phone, you don't have a laptop out where you're kind of checking email and doing something. Mm -hmm. You are giving your undivided presence and attention to someone else. Same with your kids. Mm. Like, did you spend time with your kids today? Yeah. We watched survivor. Uh, I mean, it was better than nothing. It was better than you being gone, but not really. I mean, you didn't really get, to know them yeah uh, like parents complain all the time about like kids won't talk to them about their day so they get home like how was your day oh good that's because um oh, what's the term for it i think i'm botching it it's like hangout time or hangout space mm. if you don't just create this buffer where you're just spending time with them you'll know the moment you start to do undivided time with them doing something, they'll start talking about their day. Yeah. You don't need to ask them. They want to tell you. Yeah. Um, but you, they're just not they, feeling like you're in the they space. They need your attention. Yeah. Just actual attention. Mm-hmm. So to simplicity, like you were wondering, like, I, I don't know if there's really that many things to get rid of. I don't know. They can get down to like nitpicky stuff. Like, like he has the example of even our wardrobes. Like, how much time are we fretting about how we look? Mm-hmm. And am I keeping up with fashion and, like, the clutter? Just the mental bandwidth of... Oh, yeah. Like, Jordan Peterson will talk all... This goes to his the- stuff. The chaos portals that are all around you. <laughs> like, yep. you walk into your bathroom and the sink is a mess. Chaos. That's a chaos portal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like... Uh, or say same thing. Yeah, you go to your wardrobe and you find yourself slightly frustrated every morning <laughs> because your wardrobe's a mess and you can't find what you want. It's like, wow, you could solve that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, or, and frankly, like we wear, we wear about 20% of their clothes. Oh yeah. The other 80%, the Predo principle is true. Yeah. Everywhere. Go back and check episodes. See how often I've worn this 80% shirt. 80% of the days you're wearing 20% of the clothes. Yeah. That seems right to me. And so just get, what are you doing with them? Get rid of it all. They're just sitting there. You're tending them. 
You're gonna Marie Kondo that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Get it out of here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some dudes go full into it. The minimalists. They have a podcast. Yep. And a whole YouTube channel and everything. Mm-hmm. It's a cool idea. So to me, that's just to me that's a secular rebranding mm-hmm. of the ancient practice of simplicity. Yes. They're they're similar. They've yeah. latched onto the same fruit yes. that mm-hmm. grows when you live that way. Yep. Mm. Man, you're giving me some food for thought. Most of this is I'm familiar with the book. I know about the book. You've talked about it for a mm-hmm. few years now. But I think I actually needed this today. I think I got to make some changes. Hmm. Just the phone, especially, man. I think my relationship with my phone is not good. Or um, a big, a big one for people is like, home, um, I don't know, home improvement, mm-hmm. or like we need we uh, new counters. Yeah, and you spend all this time thinking about new counters, and 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 part of that is like, okay. Do you really need new counters or you just really want them? Yeah. And you're spending all this time thinking about it and all this money and Yeah, or you don't have a you don't have a worthwhile goal, so you're inventing one or something. Mm-hmm. You know, like you need something to do. So you need a game to play. Uh, I'll play yeah. the get the counters game. Let's plan uh, for it. And, and there's shop for and it there's and... never an end to how nice the stuff can be. Right. Like your house can always be nicer. Right. And new projects and Can I s- run this by you too? I don't know if this is just something that's truly tragic in my life or if this is uh, something everybody it's common to human experience. I have found, um, and I don't have an answer for this. This is just something I'm sad about that maybe you can help me with. I think sometimes about, you know, what's most important in life, not misliving. When I get to the end, I don't, I want to live my life in such a way that I avoid the thought, oh God, what did I waste my life on? Or what did I spend all my time on? And what immediately comes to mind is people. It seems like the relationships I have, family, close mm-hmm. friends, investing in relationships seems to me to be the most meaningful or enduring thing I can give myself to. Okay, all that's true. And I definitely feel it as somebody who's moved overseas. My family's in Australia and I, I miss them. And I understand the value of being with the people you love and being present with them. And yet, if I go to Australia for a month, three weeks or something, we're probably not good, like me and my mom and dad, we're not probably going to sit down and have three weeks of eye-to-eye conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, we FaceTime every few weeks or something. And eventually we run out of things to say, not that much to update on constantly. So right. So maybe we do watch a movie or maybe we do something else. And then to your point, there's this feeling of, well, did we spend time together? We watched Survivor. And there's just this weird trade-off of, okay, when I'm not with them, being with them seems so important and like so valuable but then when you are with somebody, you will reach a point where sustained undivided attention becomes unpra- impractical, impossible really. And like, we're going to do something shoulder to shoulder and be together, or we're going to be near each other, but not talking the whole time. That's great. Yeah. And that's normal. I'm not saying all, no, I'm not saying don't eliminate shoulder to shoulder time. Yeah. No, I didn't think you were. No, that's, I, that's good. And that's... this isn't a pushback against any of what you've presented. I'm just bemoaning the fact that what on my deathbed, what will seem most important to me is I would give anything for just another hour with my family or something, you know? Um, but there's diminishing returns on that. Like when you are with your family for hours, there's a feeling of, well, I might go do something else now. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of a sad thing that I'm commenting on. <laughs> that's all. I don't know that it's a problem. I think it's normal. It's like, uh, yeah, you can't only give people undivided attention and 
you would never go to work and get your job done and you would never eat and i get mm-hmm. it it's just a bit well, sad to me <clears throat> well now maybe you bring in here uh what would be the name of the spiritual discipline i don't know what the name for it would be Some, something about like um missional living or um having purpose for something that's grander than yourself um kind of like world projects Mm -hmm. and you want to leave your mark on the world and do great things uh and have your life be impactful Mm -hmm. and there's other ways of doing that beyond just the raising of a family and the relationship with your spouse there are things out there there's activity there's creative work to be done in the world that uh that you're called to do Mm. and so I mean that's important too yeah yeah that call to adventure Mm -hmm. and so to be scratching that itch and 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 doing that good in the world needs to be on the balancing scales as well it goes back to the hierarchy thing Mm -hmm. hierarchy of values it's just so often we have those skewed or we find one maybe we don't maybe we're not naturally very good at it and so we just go to a different one because we find it easier like mm-hmm. that that's the classic workaholic that's way easier for me i'm good at my job and i can just crush this and i get praise from my coworkers, yeah. uh, and i'm just i'm horrible i don't know how to spend time with my son right so i'll bury myself in work yeah yeah and i'll rationalize it as i'm providing for the family and making the nest egg yeah when really once you're gone your child would much rather have just spent more time with you than the extra hundred grand in yeah, the, yeah. the trust fund. Yeah. Um, hmm. That's good. Maybe maybe it all comes back to Socrates's uh, "The unexamined life is not worth living." Mm-hmm. Just examine your life. Just be, be intentional. Be intentional. That's ha- that's half of it, man. What yoke are you already carrying? So really Hyperliving like is like imagine a like a a jet ski. The tuh, 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 you're skimming yeah. on the surface of life, and you're passing over it real quick. And um, yeah, Sam Harris had this phrase the other day. Talked about just when you're in that mode where you're getting through your life. Hmm. I'm like, oh, what a sad way to be. You're just kind of getting through, like one thing to the next to the next. Just kind of just yeah. got to get through this. Just got to get through this. And by the end, you've just just gotten through your whole the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I had the thought. I had this thought the other day because I, I mean, I'm broken just as much as the rest of us. And my kids, I, I kind of realized, had never really had a recital. So hmm. they finally had their first school recital hmm. with all other hundred kids, and they're singing Christmas carols. Yeah. And I thought, like, man, I've had this huge day of work. I like had to bounce from this meeting early to make it on time. Um, this is after like you know ten hours of working. Man, I'd rather just go home and. Yep. Play some stupid ass game for the eleventieth hour. When like this is a once in a this is the it's only a, time that they'll be second grade. Big moment for them. And they're and yeah, they really want me to be there. Yeah. They're really looking forward to it. Yeah. Um I'm just kind of having those moments of waking up and realizing uh, like what matters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's important. Yeah. Yeah. Well, man, good food for thought. Thanks for bringing this. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. I like this when we do like a, a book or something. Yeah, let me show that again. Yeah. The, the Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, John Mark Comer. John Mark Comer. I don't think I'll be reading it again soon. 
Just, no, I don't think you should. I've done, the, I've done the three reads. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Eliminate that hurry. Wait a bit. Give it another three years. Well, and this time I finally took notes. Like if I were to do another, you group take them study, like in the margin, uh, on a notepad. Notepad. And then I put it on a Google Doc for like a permanent. You put so it I on the cloud. Refer back to it. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. I've seen you lose a notepad or two over right, the right. years. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, well, I'd be really curious to get your thoughts. I don't know if any of this was was news to you. I've certainly found it helpful. I really like the question of like, what yoke are you already carrying? Just mm -hmm. figure that out. Do you like the yoke you're already carrying? Notice yeah. that Jesus is light. And yeah. So part of his yoke, silence, solitude, Sabbath, simplicity, and slowing down. Mm. One of them, he says... Uh, you want to practice slowing, intentionally go to the longest line in the grocery store. Oh, yeah. Why? Just, yeah. And see what you pray for patience. Here's your chance. Yeah, yeah. There you go. See what and that and don't you. be on your phone and just look around and just practice just being there. Yep. Yeah. Pretty extreme. That's but. good. I might try it. <laughs> I got to think. I, I'm frightened to make another claim on the podcast like I did with the vegetarianism mm. thing, although I've still been doing it. Just about my phone. I need. I need to. I can't be so rash. I need to be more calculated before I yeah, <laughs> make yeah. a bargain about how I'm going to relate to my phone. But you've given me food for thought there. I don't know if I'll go grayscale. I do like color, but um, I know. Well, they. That's what gets you to click on it. Yeah, maybe. Oops, there it goes. There it is. I know it's <laughs> happened. It's we've recorded a couple of episodes, and that's gone like four times. And each I, time I'm, I'm sure like, everyone oh. here has had this experience, but what can be what. It's just so alarming to me and upsetting is when I've been on Facebook or some other social media. I'm like, okay, I'm done with that. I'm going to do something else. Just oh. all at once. And then I immediately click it again. Yep. Instinctually. Oh, yeah, dude. I Okay, I'm done bored with Reddit. What should I do? I'll open Reddit. And like I close the app, reopen the app. <laughs> what am I doing? You're a trained, you're a chimpanzee. There's times, <laughs> yeah, I'll just, I find my hand just pulling it out of the pocket. Yeah. Like, what am I Oh, there's a phone there. <laughs> so it's been really it's been really interesting to have this new setup. Yeah. Where like I'll sit down on the toilet to go and, and you pull it out and I'm like, "Oh, there's nothing to do." Dang it. Okay. I can't go on the internet. This is dumb. Guess and it doesn't look fun. It's it all gray. It doesn't look fun. It doesn't look like I want to look at it. No, I wouldn't want or to even, interact um, with that thing. And uh, this might make sense. Of course, it's not just the home screen. It's like uh YouTube. Like they're all the, Everything's gray. Yeah, just Yeah, I don't want to look at anything on there. <laughs> Screw that. <laughs> you can get I forget what they call it maybe light phone or there's some kind of phone that just has it's extra, basically what you're trying to do it just has call maybe texting mm -hmm. can't even really get apps on it maybe a map or something and it's designed yeah, yeah. minimalist phone they're out there yep. so I will give that some thought <laughs> figure out how my relationship there needs to change and if I have anything worth sharing I'll share it on a future episode very good yeah maybe we'll do a part two sometime of yeah or part three. I don't know if we'll cut this one up, no, but we'll of other right. spiritual disciplines. It's still making noises, dude. Dang it. <laughs> As I'm sitting here, it's going off. And I feel it. I feel yeah, you want to know what it is? Yeah, I do. I see them there, like five notifications. I don't know what they are. Notifications. Could dude. be good news. <laughs> you know what it probably is? One of those is just like, there's sound detected on Ollie's crib. It's like, okay, Ollie's probably crying. No way. You have a thing for it? Yeah, we've got this wow. thing. I actually don't need all those notifications. <laughs> anyway. We've rambled long enough. Thanks for sticking with us. Thanks for watching and listening. As always, you can join the conversation. You can leave a comment on YouTube if you're watching this on YouTube. If you want to write to us an email, you can do that. Mailbag at opentotruth.com is the address. Reach out. Give us your thoughts. Let us know what's worked for you. If you try a Sabbath or you try slowing or it's been difficult for you like me, 
um, we want to hear from you. So join the conversation and uh, we'll see you next time. All right, stay curious. Thanks.